For this week's solo shorty, I took about 20 minutes of my three-part masterclass series on how to lose weight with Hashimoto's. And this very first part is the number one recommendation I make for women with Hashimoto's to change how they're eating to boost their energy and to start to feed their muscle tissue, which then starts to put you on the path of losing weight. If you're interested, if you're like, wow, this 20 minute clip from the first hour long masterclass was the bomb, you can purchase the entire masterclass series. It is worth its weight in gold. It is everything I wish I knew when I was first diagnosed with Hashimoto's. You can purchase from now until tomorrow night at a deep, incredible discount for all the gems that are inside this masterclass. It is $37 from now until Friday, 12 midnight. And you can go to this link to get access, lifetime access to all three masterclasses. It is dremilykyber.com forward slash weight loss MC series. So if you're like, wait, what was that again? dremilykyber.com forward slash weight loss MC series. Don't worry, I'll put in the show notes. Other things we talk about, not only how and what to eat to lose weight with Hashimoto's, yes, we talk about calories in, calories out, but we also talk about thyroid hormones and gut health and how that affects the calories that we absorb. We also talk about how to work out to lose weight with Hashimoto's without the burnout. And then lastly, the third masterclass is how to identify root causes contributing to weight gain with Hashimoto's. Some of the things we talk about are mold, mycotoxins, parasites, obesogens, endocrine disruptors, plasticizers, all the things that we, you know, have barraged in our body day in and day out, just living life. We also talk about amalgams as well as water quality. So these are all the different factors to start to consider when you want to lose weight with Hashimoto's. Yes, calories matter, but there is much, much more. So if you're interested, the masterclass is $37 now until basically tomorrow night, Friday night, and then it goes back up in price to $197. You get lifetime access to rinse and repeat protocols that I continue to use even while I'm in remission. So enjoy the first 20 minutes of this masterclass, and I hope to see you on the inside. I am Dr. Emily Kybird. I'm a chiropractor. I've been a chiropractor since 2007. I too have Hashimoto's. After the birth of my firstborn, Elvis, I felt terrible. I had no energy. I couldn't lose the weight. My weight went from about 145 to about 190 pregnant. And then you have the baby, and everyone tells you the weight comes off but I only went down to about 170. So like 20 pounds of like placenta fluid baby tissue. So I had about 30, 20, 25 to 30 pounds that just would not come off. 18 months later would still not come off. And I was under eating, you know, cause a lot of us are told eat less, move more. So I was eating a coffee and croissant for breakfast. I would move all day, treating patients, adjusting them, doing soft tissue work, very physical practice. And then I would eat like a piece of steak and broccoli or a piece of salmon and asparagus at night. So I was eating less calories and I was moving more. I was doing double soul cycle classes, which is spinning 
or I do a spin class and run across the street and do a Barry's boot camp, which is very similar to Orange Theory. I was moving more and I was eating less and I wasn't losing weight. So a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about in all three masterclasses is stuff that I did for my own body to help myself lose weight, as well as put my Hashimoto's into remission. I'm literally sharing like everything I wish I knew from the beginning when I was first diagnosed in 2016. I went into remission in 2018 and I stayed in remission even through a second pregnancy. As you know, pregnancy is a stressor. I got this message on Facebook that I wanted to share you. Someone shared it with me today. This is what she said. She said, ever since my doctor told me that I have Hashimoto's and that I'm going to gain weight, I was kind of sad. I just stopped working out and like to overeat. My struggle is that I can hardly focus on any goals related to my body. This is my interjection here. Hello, Hashi brain fog. And I feel like my body has failed me. And these messages break my heart because this woman is literally being told, this is your life. This is how it's going to be versus here's some tools that you could do to reverse it. Here's some tools you could do to feel better. Even if you have blood work that is elevated or presence of antibodies, you can still make these changes to feel better. So your symptoms aren't as severe. Everyone here probably has Hashimoto's, but just in case you don't, Hashimoto's is an autoimmune condition where your body is literally attacking your thyroid gland, this little butterfly shaped gland on the front of your neck, or is attacking the thyroid hormones circulating in your blood. And a lot of us have probably had symptoms for a really long time. Most women go through about five to seven doctors to get diagnosed. And most women have symptoms for about 10 years before they're diagnosed. This is why it's important to test and it's really important to test and it's important to get diagnosed early because if you do get diagnosed early before there is too much destruction or atrophy of your thyroid gland, you can put your Hashimoto's in remission. Remission is not the goal. The goal is to feel like your best self. Remission is thyroid labs in an optimal range, very low or below reference range or no presence of thyroid antibodies. And then the last piece is no presence of symptoms. What are the symptoms of Hashimoto's? If you don't know, which you probably do and probably live it, <laughs> fatigue, difficulty losing weight, hair loss, dry skin, constipation, bloating, reflux, brain fog. So you start a sentence, but you can't finish it. Joint pain, muscle aches, depression, anxiety. And then I will add another one here, which is vertigo or feeling of POTS, postural orthostatic tachycardic syndrome, where you feel like you have drop attacks, especially if you, or you feel like lightheaded as you move positionally. 20 million Americans have thyroid disease. 60% of people have no idea they have a thyroid issue, but they do. And that's only the data of those who have been diagnosed. One in eight women have a thyroid disorder. Women are five times more likely to get diagnosed and have thyroid issues than men, probably because of all the hormonal milieu. And a lot of women get diagnosed when they go through perimenopause and menopause because there's that drop in estrogen and progesterone. Plus symptoms mimic almost exactly Hashi symptoms. And I see... Hashimoto's is this trifecta. So obviously there's a genetic component. My mother has thyroid issues. My sister has thyroid issues. 
leaky gut, gut dysbiosis, and then stress. And stress can be emotional. It can be the thoughts we tell ourselves. It can be past drama, but it can also be environmental. Mold, mycotoxins, parasites, endocrine disruptors, all those things. So today we're going to address, I can't lose weight. And we're going to reframe the conversation around instead of what we tell ourselves as women, which is I'm going to lose the fat. I'm going to try and lose the fat. I'm going to lose the weight. You're going to folk, you're going to let go of that, right? Because it's very depriving. The whole journey of like stepping on the scale, seeing if the number changes is brutal. There's no fun. And you're going to let go of that idea. And you're going to focus on I'm under muscled. I need to feed my muscle appropriately through resistance training and protein. And the journey feels so much more empowering versus coming from a place of deprivation. So muscle, we're going to reframe this whole conversation around feed the muscle. And this is why muscle is our metabolic engine. It's neuroprotective. It helps us age gracefully. It protects us if we get sick. So if we get bedridden and get in the ICU, the amount of muscle, the meat we have on the bone is the only determining factor really if we get out of that ICU. It's not vitamin D levels. It's not, do we have diabetes? It's how much muscle we have. Muscle is a glucose sink. What does that mean? It means that skeletal muscle is responsible for about 80% of glucose uptake from our blood after eating something. So it's a regulator of glucose homeostasis. A lot of women with Hashimoto's have insulin resistance or blood sugar issues. So skeletal muscle is where insulin stimulates glucose intake to remove glucose on the front of the blood. So to put it really simply, you could eat a croissant, something really carby, and then you're going to get this rush, right? I used to get heart palpitations and get a bunch of energy. And then I would crash at 2 PM and you could literally contract the muscle to uptake that excess glucose that you just ate. Kind of cool, right? Like you literally have control over glucose regulation just by picking up a weight and feeding your muscle appropriately. It's the largest endocrine organ in the body. So a lot of us think about the butterfly gland, this little gland, but our muscle tissue secretes something called myokines. Myokines are proteins that get released from the muscle tissue when we contract it. And myokines can then help regulate our hormones and our immune system. That's pretty cool, right? So many times we feel like we don't have control of our hormones. Like, oh, we got to go on hormone replacement therapy or, you know, we have to take medicine, which if you do, and it makes you feel better, do it. But you can also affect your muscle tissue to then affect your hormones, which is, I think, a pretty cool and empowering idea. It is metabolically expensive. It takes a lot to grow and feed the muscle tissue. And the more muscle we have, the more calories we burn at rest. So muscle burns three times more calories at rest than fat. And then lastly, it's a predictor of longevity. So I don't really see any downside to having more muscle. I know a lot of women worry about getting bulky, but it's actually very hard to put on muscle. A, we don't have enough testosterone to put on muscle as women. And then B, you know, if we gained about half a pound of muscle a month, that would be a huge win. At rest, going back to this idea of glucose disposal. So for those women who crave the carbs, at rest, the body disposes 
of about 10 grams of carbs per hour. With exercise, the body disposes of 70 to 80 grams of carbs per hour. So that's pretty cool. You can literally contract the muscle and change the glucose regulation in your body. There's a couple studies. This is one about muscle mass as a predictor of longevity. Longevity is a hot topic right now. Andrew Huberman, Peter Atia, everyone's talking about longevity. No one wants to get old and be decrepit and frail. You know, we want to get old and thrive, right? So there's no benefit to living longer if we're going to be like sitting on the couch and worried about breaking a hip. And the one way we can change this for our future is to put on more muscle. So this study, and I'll make it super simple. They looked at muscle mass separate from fat or cardiovascular health. And they found that the more muscle you have, the lower risk of mortality. They promoted bulking, muscle bulking for longer survival and changes in body composition. Body composition is how much muscle, how much fat, how much water weight you have changes in those ratios, just at adding more muscle, not even losing the fat led to longer and better longevity. This is another one I love. I talk about this when I lift weights, with the ladies, I lift weights, hand grip strength, the strength of your grip, the stronger it is, the better you age, the better longevity. So this was a 10-year study. This wasn't just like 50 women. This was a 10-year study. They looked at grip strength and they found that muscle weakness is associated with an increased risk of premature death. And the data suggests prevent the muscle weakness, strength train to prevent premature death. So going back to this idea that muscle is the largest endocrine organ in the body. This is like specific to us as ladies with Hashimoto's proteins are released myokines from the muscle tissue. It regulates our hormones and our immune system. These are called myokines. And with Hashimoto's, we have a harder time maintaining our muscle mass. And what does that mean? It means it's just harder to keep muscle on the bone than the average person due to that underactive hypothyroid component of Hashimoto's. So how do we combat this? We're going to prioritize protein. If you do nothing else, you're going to do this. I literally have women, they, they don't even like pick up a weight yet. They just start their day with protein and they're like, oh my God, I have so much energy. I didn't crash at 2 PM. I feel like I'm bursting with energy. That fatigue is gone. And they didn't even pick up a weight yet. All they did was start to eat protein and start their day with protein. So one of the questions that I ask is, are you hitting your optimal protein targets per meal with Hashimoto's. What is the optimal amount? 30 grams minimum, not maximum, minimum per meal. So not 30 grams a day, 30 grams per meal stimulates muscle protein synthesis. So you can literally maintain your muscle just by eating protein. Yes. Resistance training helps immensely, but you can maintain your muscle tissue and start to grow it just by hitting 30 grams of protein minimum per meal. 30 to 50 grams is satiating. It is near impossible to overeat protein. You can try it. You'll probably throw up. So I don't know about you when I was a vegetarian or vegan or raw foodie, I was all of those about a decade ago. I 
was always hungry. I was like, ah, I ate two hours later. I was like, ah, I'm hungry again. Hour later, 30 minutes later, hungry, hungry. And it's because I wasn't hitting my protein targets. You can eat and eat and eat through boxes of Oreos all day. Your body has this threshold. You will literally eat until you hit that protein threshold. And then there is a hormone that's stimulated, GPL1 and other hormones that signal to the brain to stop eating, right? And that happens when you eat protein. And once you get that signal to the brain, stop eating, now you're decreasing calories in. So it's near impossible to overeat protein. It's super satiating and nutrient dense. Another way to think about it is what is your dream weight? Let's say it's 150. You're going to eat one gram per pound of ideal body weight. So if you're 180, let's just say, and you want to be 150, you're going to eat 150 grams of protein per day. And you're going to break it up into three parts of your day. So a lot of us will have a protein light breakfast and then have a protein heavy dinner. You want to have, let's say it's 150. You want to have 50 for breakfast, 50 for lunch, 50 for dinner, 50 grams. You want to eat your protein within a 15 to 20 minute window. It is dose dependent. So I used to graze. I used to eat like a little bit, go treat some patients, eat a little bit, go do some notes. And I was grazing. So you want to eat your protein within a 20 minute window to stimulate your muscle tissue. I do not snack. I do not believe in snacking. I don't think there's a human need for snacking. If you are snacking, you're probably not hitting your protein prior to that meal. If you feel the need to snack, ask, is it mental or emotional? And if it's not mental or emotional, ask yourself, did I hit my protein target for my prior meal? You probably didn't. Protein is nutrient dense. There's four calories per one gram of protein. So one gram of protein is four calories. It takes one calorie per gram of protein to digest and assimilate that protein. So really protein is a net of three calories. It's very nutrient dense, which is cool. It has a high thermogenic effect. It takes a lot of energy to burn and digest protein. Protein is uniquely different than carbs or fat. Carbs and fat are primarily used as energy for the body. Protein plays a structural and a functional role in the body, whereas fat and carbs just provide fuel. So protein has the essential amino acids for energy and life. Okay. So what are amino acids? You can just think of them as the building blocks of life. If you thought about them way back in high school, they're vital for protein synthesis tissue repair, recovery, nutrient absorption, and different amino acids help make hormones and neurotransmitters. So like happy chemicals. This is why I personally prefer animal protein because it has this full, complete amino acid profile. What is 30 grams of protein? <laughs> Just tell me already. Five ounces of steak, five ounces of chicken, or six ounces of fish. I'm going to be like, woman, what is that? What isn't like, I don't measure my life in ounces. I don't either. It looks like this. So 30 grams of protein is five eggs. It's a steak, like a ribeye, a card deck size, ground beef, the size of a closed fist, 
chicken breast the size of a palm. So five eggs, if you eat five eggs, you will feel like you are full up to here. I like to take digestive enzymes uh, 10 minutes before eating. And then I take mastic gum DGL after eating. And then at night, because sometimes if you increase your protein intake, you can feel constipated on top of the normal Hashimoto's constipation. I'll take magnesium oxide to help with bowel movements in the morning if increasing protein intake is making you constipated. Should it be grass-fed? Can it just be conventional? Does it have to be grass-fed, grass-finished? Usually if it's just grass-fed, it's grain-finished. If it's only eaten grass, it has to say grass-fed, grass-finished. I don't think it matters. Grass-fed, grass-finished is hard to cook to make it taste good, is also very expensive and hard to get, and not everyone can get access to it. If you go to this website, eatwild.com, it will connect you with local farmers to see if there is grass-fed, grass-finished meat near you in your neighborhood or delivery. I get this question asked all the time. Absorption of protein from a plant versus animal source. So if we are focused on losing weight, know that protein from a plant source does not get absorbed as well as an animal source. So let's say you have 30 grams of a pea protein, only about 60% of it is going to get absorbed by the gut. So you have to have more of it. So then if you have to have more of it to get your optimal protein target, you're going to have to eat more calories. And as we know, calories matter when it comes to weight loss. So from a plant source, let's just give you an example. Steak, card deck size of ribeye, 30 grams of protein. From a plant source, you're going to have to have about four cups, almost four cups of quinoa. That's way more calories ingested than the steak. And you know, if we're thinking about weight loss, we have to have an element of calorie restriction. So I personally would rather go for the more nutrient-dense food. My favorite protein, if you can't get it in, um, I like to eat my protein because the chewing process stimulates the salivary, all the amylase enzymes in the mouth to start to digest your food. I don't like to drink my protein unless I'm like really trying to put on a lot of muscle. In that case, I like Equip, E-Q-U-I-P, Equip Foods. You can get 50% off if you use the code thyroid strong. I like to add leucine to that because it helps. There's a leucine threshold you want to hit when you're ingesting your protein, about three grams to help stimulate muscle protein synthesis. If you're like, wow, this 20 minute clip from the first hour long masterclass was the bomb. You can purchase the entire masterclass series. It is worth its weight in gold. It is everything I wish I knew when I was first diagnosed with Hashimoto's. You can purchase from now until tomorrow night at a deep, incredible discount for all the gems that are inside this masterclass. It is $37 from now until Friday, 12 midnight. And you can go to this link to get access, lifetime access, to all three masterclasses. It is dremilykyber.com forward slash weight loss MC series. So if you're like, wait, what was that again? dremilykyber.com forward slash weight loss MC series. Don't worry, I'll put in the show notes.